Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hey there, Ben Kissel here for Last Podcast Network. I want to tell you about my show, Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. For more than nine years, Marcus and I have strived to present you with the most accurate and honest political podcast out there. In these turbulent times, it's our intention to unite the country with impassioned debate that reaches out to the rational Americans who find their voices more muffled every day. Every week, I use my political science background, my experience running for office, along with my lifelong passion to stand up for the downtrodden, the wrongfully accused, and the invisible man and woman to bring you news like you haven't heard before. Let's face it, traditional news has failed us. We promise to always tell you the truth the best we see it, and I personally guarantee to not be swayed by hyper-partisanship, but be guided by facts. To listen, search Abling's Top Hat on any podcast platform or go to lastpodcastnetwork.com and find it under shows. Hail yourselves, everyone. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. <laughs> That's when the cannibalism started. Man, oh man. In Florida, the people just keep getting more lizardy. What do you mean? We are we're in a part of Florida right now that is like specifically very lizardy, like in terms of the people. They're leathery. Leathery. Yeah. Crackly skin. Yeah, cowboys, cowgirls. It's just the, it's mostly the feet I'm concerned about. Really? I know I bring up feet a lot. People have told me that quite a bit that they say I say I say the word feet quite a bit. But there's something about the the sun blasted toenails mm. of a street man out here, or the regular sort of red faced Florida man who's got the Guy Fieri uh, like shat like this right. the, the tan lines. Well, Guy Fieri, of course, and he has those tan lines in the back of his head because that's where he wears his sunglasses. This is Side Stories, everyone. I am Ben Kissel. That's Henry Zabrowski. He's in beautiful, sunny Florida. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where I belong. This is. I always remember that when I come here. I'm like, I belong here. This yes. Is where, this is where I'm meant to be, especially in the, the humidity. Of course. And, of course, Travis Morningstar, our producer, is also here with okay. us. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll do it. All right. Okay. So okay. We got a okay. bunch. Okay. Okay. We got a bunch of fun stories to get to today. I gotta say, number one, this is I'm not getting paid for this, but my gal and I, you know what we did, Henry? What? We got Shudder. And Shudder is the single greatest thing during the Halloween season. The horror films have been fantastic. I watched this one. Have you seen Tourist Trap before? We were talking about this. You actually told me that you sent me a text. 
solid two o'clock in the morning text. But of I course, was, honestly, it's a good one. But it was the it was the torch trap. Must see. <laughs> Must like, see. I was like, okay. And I was Classic. like, I was okay. Because then I watch it because it's been so long. Because in our household, we don't watch a lot of slashers just right. because there's been so many of them. Like, we are a, like, I'll put it, we are a ghost home in oh. terms of uh, horror films, what we really enjoy. We Wait. are a found footage fan group, which is also something that's unique to us because a lot so, of people get found footage, a lot of grief. When you do procreate and have your own little pierogi, what uh, are you going to kick him out of the house if you find like uh, Friday the Thirteenth in his closet? If he starts no. watching slasher films, you'd be like, "This is a ghost house. Get out of here!" I'm assuming you're going to name him uh, Jack after Jackie or something like that. No, if we have a son, his name will be Jefferson or Ugh. Henry Thomas Zabrowski the Third, to live up to the power of his father. <laughs> it's always important to start a child at a deficit. Right. I've always said this, and I think that because then they can work themselves up, pull themselves up by the bootstraps uh-huh. in order to make something special of themselves. I um, see. No, they are allowed to watch whatever they want. I guess it is a free world. There's no such thing as ownership. The dispossessor showed me this. Um, that in a proper world, um, and what you should do technically, when I find him with a slasher film, is like I'll explain to him. He's just gonna have to put up with my lecture series. Really? Uh, like the slasher film, while it is important, is mostly about the psychosexual tension of the '70s and the idea of punishing children for exploring their sexuality. And the more and more you hit that. Again and again, the more he'll be curdled by it. And then be like, but wouldn't you rather be spooked by some ghosts? <laughs> I don't know about all that. Well, either way, it's going to be an interesting parenting style that you have. And I can't wait for your parenting book, the one that is officially banned by all people uh, who actually yeah. care for children. It's called uh, Six Feet Under, Start Your Child at the Bottom of a Ditch and Get Them Up to the Top of a Tower. <laughs> and I mean, you know, they, but what it is is like it shows like them it. first just their eyeballs above a ditch, and then it shows them above with a golden rifle in a watchtower. Uh oh, well, we don't want to go back to Texas here. That's all right. Uh, I also watched Beyond the Black Rainbow, which is directed by the dude who directed Mandy. It's his first film, and it, that is a lot. There's a lot, there's a little going on, but it, but it's also a lot going on. It's a lot of imagery, and I would put it's style over substance. It's a little difficult Ooh. to follow. The acting is great, though. Yeah, um, it's a very interesting film. You know what I would say is that if you like Beyond the Black Rainbow, if you like the cut of Beyond the Black Rainbow's jib, a good film, a good person to really dive into is Jodorowsky. Have you ever seen Holy Mountain Kissel? Oh yeah, of course, of course. With Jack well, Tit shooting milk. The difference was uh, Holy Mountain. It was action packed. I'm going to say it was a straight up Nicolas Cage drive angry action adventure compared to uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow. And I'm not even dismissing the man. He's a great director. But it did give me a little bit of the I'm watching a college thesis movie. Like yes. It was like he learned all of this stuff. He's very talented, but he didn't have to like do it. Like, do it all. Oh, yeah, I got it. I get it. You know, you know what you should watch too? El Topo. El Topo's Ooh. got a lot of action. Okay. A lot of action. It's a good, solid Western. But see, John Orozco, again, what you're saying, I think you said it's a very astute observation. Kissel. Thank you. And it's true is that uh, Jodorowsky is you're watching a surrealist master to a part. One thing about a surrealist film is it has to have the big gongongis. Uh oh. It's got to have the big, it's got to get big, have hefty balls. It has to have substance. Right. For it, to be, it has to be telling a story. And that's right. the one thing Behold the Black Rainbow doesn't necessarily have, but it's got 
it's fun to be just fucking whacked out. All right. So it has to have gagongis. Good to know indeed. All right. Let's do our first story here, Henry. So we talked about this. Now, this actually, I don't know, the Lord giveth this week. There's been some funny <laughs> just- stories. We are um, we are blessed this we week. Hashtag blessed because I don't even know if necessarily this is even for us, but no. this story is incredible. All right, so Henry has a lot of quotes in this story coming up, but what happened was Shaggy Too Dope, of course from the Insane Clown Posse, he attempted an assault on Fred Durst, of course from Limp Biscuit. Well, Fred Durst was on stage. If you get a chance, it's on ROXXXTV.com. They have a little video of it there, and it's probably on YouTube and everywhere else, but it is one of the funniest um, attempted assaults in history. So basically, Shaggy Tudup was at a Limp Biscuit performance in New Jersey, which I think is the only state that allows Limp Biscuit to still perform. And what he was doing there on stage. <laughs> He's a director now. We forget that yes. Fred Durst is directing films now. He's yes. he is passing. Limp Biscuit. And I am not even going to sit here and malign Limp Biscuit. Everyone, no. they did this thing where it's like, oh, they became uncool and they're laughing at. I rocked out to Limp Biscuit. I'm going to say, full disclosure, I like that break stuff song because I wanted to break stuff. I was 16 years old. And, yes. uh, you know, who doesn't want to break stuff? So I'm not going to malign Limp Biscuit. They served no. a purpose that I liked. You know who I did like? Wes. Remember Wes, the, the bassist or guitarist? Yes, with the well, black eyes. Yes, the women loved him. They did love him because they, he's another one of those. He, all of those guys, him, um, was it uh, from uh, Marilyn Manson? Twiggy? Oh, Twiggy. Did Twiggy Ramirez? Yes, I believe it was Twiggy, taken from they, the Manson family, of course. Absolutely. What I'm saying is that, I mean, like, there's a lot of girls out there that are, for some reason, very intrigued by a man that could probably suck his own dick. It's also hey. that it's that lanky man syndrome where, you know, he's got a big penis because he's got long arms. You know, it's interesting growing up as large people as Henry and I were, uh, all the women, they like the Kurt Cobain. They like the Kurt Cobain. They like they sick like, men. They like sick men. Jesse Camp from MTV. And I was like, I'll never even speak to a lady. Of course, I, I, I spoke to a lot of ladies, had a lot of girlfriends, friends that were girls. Clarify. Whoa. Um, <laughs> this is great. Anyway, nonetheless. I, I remember uh, there was an old MTV interview with Wes from Limp Biscuit, and he's in his full uh, white face paint. He had to be. And his he eyes had, had the, the black contacts. Yeah. And the, uh, the, the interviewer goes, why did you make your face up like this? And then Wes looks into the camera and says, my parents took away my Legos. <laughs> Whoa. And I remember that being, like, so fucking cool to me. that Like, like oh, Dope. Yeah, he's like, oh shit, dude. Because his yeah, look was, was his look was I'm in beyond the black rainbow. Right. He was. Yes. Of course. Yes, which you don't want to be. It's not no, good. Definitely not. Kind of having a Jeff Hardy like face paint with the eye contacts. Now Jeff Hardy, WWE pulling that look off pretty well. All right. So anyway. So yeah, yeah. I set up the scene, right? Set Fred up the Durst scene. Is so, in mid screen. He mid-screen. said that he had just finished singing um the his George Michael cover faith yes okay (laughs) so now you know now you know this crowd is going crazy some people crying the shirts are up like they used to be in the 90s everyone's screaming so now no one really knows why shaggy two dope was at the concert let alone on the stage so he approaches i I just comes from the video right is that fred durst is just fitting a scream all of a sudden Shaggy Two Dope emerges from the shadows. Right. And he he does what I could only consider a not a drop kick. It's 
more drop- of a flop. It's a flop kick. Okay, I'll give you a flop kick. It is an attempted drop kick from Jakey Tudup, which is a flop kick. I don't know what kind of drugs he was on or how stop a hammer he was. Stop your car. If you're driving your car you right have to now, stop. pull over your car and look up the video. Because instead of the full 90 degree drop kick angle that he should have been at he hit a probably a solid 33 degree well, angle well, until he was clotheslined by a security right so basically so he runs on stage and then this security guard that looks like Chris Farley from uh, from Wayne's World runs after him i believe it's in mid air when the security guard more just kind of pushes him down it's sort yes. of he kind of rejects him like uh, yes. like Mutumbo would reject a basketball or no, 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 no. And, uh, and Fred Durst. I don't even know if Fred Durst realized it happened. Well, what he said here is that he saw it happen. Fred Durst's comment to the crowd, which is, what a pussy. He couldn't even pull it off. And the security <laughs> then intervened with and they started mashing him into the stage. And the singer then said, calm down. It's just one guy. Right, so they go, which cool. is true. He tried to be easy on him. So it apparently, so does this beef come from nowhere? I don't know. It doesn't I don't seem know. like it. Well, we'll see is that since then, D- Limp Biscuits DJ Lethal has many things to say in a string of virulent Instagram comments. Okay. He said that up until now, he was a quote-unquote fan until now before telling Shaggy, quote-unquote, bro, step up. Uh-oh. Man to man. No sucker stage Russian, quote unquote, I'm going to get on TMZ. He also called him a quote unquote bitch made G, a quote unquote <laughs> whack bro, who quote unquote just got whack, and quote unquote a bitch ass clout chaser. And he repeatedly <laughs> asked Shaggy, Where you at? Now, apparently, <laughs> this is a 20 year old beef. That The lore really? of this, yes, is the ICP. They were saying, like, they were coming at him, which is this, uh, this some w- magazine website called Consequence of Sound. All right, so they performed at Woodstock, and they were, like, in back in the day, the bad Woodstock. And Fred okay. was, the like, 19- apparently the- sent a message. So yeah, Woodstock nice- 99, this is where all of this started. Yes. Really? Fre- Fred sent a message, I think via carrier pigeon. <laughs> to the band and said, hey, Fred wants to hook up with ICP. He wants to hang out with y'all. Okay. They met up with the, They didn't know who Fred Durst was. Whoa. Apparently, right? So they showed up. And so according to them, I guess Fred Durst was a mega superstar and egoed out on them hard. Like wouldn't look at them or anything while he talked. <laughs> he invited them on the Family Values Tour with Cord and all those bands then at the last minute. He told them to fuck off Whoa. and booted them off the stage. Honestly, <laughs> That the Family Values Tour would have been overtaken by ICP. ICP can't be around other bands. The Juggalos alone, they're like, um, they're like, uh, what's the name of that video game where your army just goes and attacks everybody and uh, they eat up everyone? Anyway, I forget the name of it. Civilization or something like yeah. that. And uh, that's what the Juggalos would do. They would take over any area that ICP is performing. I don't think you can have them at a festival. I would only. They uh, have ex- their own. They festival. have their own festival they for have a their reason. Own world yes, because they do a purpose. But I would say is that I would encourage our fans to do the same. Anywhere you're at for any other type of show, mm-hmm. let them know that you're there for just blast podcasts and start starting to break stuff. Okay, that's great. Is that inciting violence? By the way, if you don't, if you remember this, ICP had beef with Eminem as well. Right. Eminem hated ICP, Eminem hated Fred Durst, yes. and then they all hated each other. Well, of course, ICP, also from the great state of Michigan, specifically Detroit, 
where Eminem is from, so they didn't like each other for a long time. You know what? We don't talk about the white rap feuds enough, and we that's don't. what needs to be talked about a little bit more because, you know— Obviously, they're a little bit sadder. They're a little bit sadder. They're a little bit cuter. They're a, they're a little bit dumber. But <laughs> they still, they're still there. You they're there. Mean? They don't and like each other. I mean, I mean, honestly, those those Instagram comments were very mean. Very mean. Fire Instagram. Fire they're filled with fire. Filled with vinegar. <laughs> That's what I was saying. It's filled with vinegar. And you, you know what it is? Is that they are a ICP. Say what you will about them. I like right? them. A lot of energy. Sure. As you want, that's the main thing I'll say about ICP is that they have a lot of energy. Yes. And I, I think that they <laughs> are trying to sort of situate themselves with other people because you notice the people that they feud with, even Limp Bizkit, I'm going to say, are better performers than they are. Ooh, that is going to you're, you're gonna get your uh, you're going to get your skull broke for that one. Do you mean to tell me that the great Malenko will be called upon me like a new form of pumpkin head? I think to enact his adventure. It's very dangerous. You know, I'm not I think the one thing ICP has is their performance energy. Um, of course, yes, some of their music, maybe not the best, but I love their whole story being signed by Disney, and then everyone who signed them at Disney got fired because they never heard the music before, and they just thought they were fun rapping clowns, and then when they heard the music, they're like, <laughs> they had evil makeup on. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> they were called the Insane Clown Posse. It's a posse fun. is a group of people that band together to murder other people. I guess so, yeah, or go find some gold, or maybe go rescue uh, a young person that's been kidnapped, a young child, perhaps. I stand with ICP because I lost my virginity to a juggalette. See, we don't go into that conversation. Uh, we don't have to go into that. This is the kind of that. stuff that matters. And you know what? This is reminds me back to a way with uh, which is a thing coming up between Natalie and I, and it's the sage words of Blink One Eighty Two. I guess this is growing up. <laughs> it's like that's all it is, man. It's growing up and understanding and owning uh, our stories. So that's it, not normally a story that we would cover here, but it's just too fucking good. It's too good. Shaggy Two Dope will end up committing a crime that will end up on this show anyway. I am. I imagine. Well, honestly, what I mean, are what you would in the with crime? This? Be what would the crime be? I mean, Huffin or something like that. I think they're pretty not violent people, judging no, by the attempted correct. assault, because it was one of the most adorable attempted assaults in the history of attempted assaults. It is not. Yes, it was not. He is not a dangerous man. If, that, if you so. say his dropkick is a, a telltale <laughs> sign of how dangerous you are, he is not a dangerous person. I you know really, what? Are you in with me and uh, Marcus, though? What? Me and Marcus kind of have a pool. Uh-oh. What we like to do is we talk about kind of like who's going to be the secret seeding of a true crime story later on, like what's going to be a super tragic story or something fucked up is going to happen with this person. And our number one guy that we think is going to do something fucked up is Michael Phelps. We both think that Michael Phelps will end up being a part of a very sensational true crime story in the next like 10, 15 years. What the hell would that be? Michael Phelps, the American hero. See, this is what the underlying conversation is about anti-patriotism it's about (laughs) anti-americanism you just see someone wearing the gold who has given our country so many w's that you're we've literally never been a good country (laughs) oh my goodness all right mr cuomo (laughs) good lord almighty uh no you know what it is with michael phelps is that because of that it's the People like seeing the true arc of somebody like grow and yeah, but then he already had like, he already had his peak his peak controversy was smoking the bong. 
But that's what I'm saying. This is back in the day. We all thought it was this harmless thing. But because he was an American hero, and it's like he is ripe for a fall. You look at Tiger Woods, right? Tiger Woods is such a perfect example of it. They're ripe for a fall. And the problem is that somewhere along the line, we either consciously or subconsciously will allow these arcs to happen to us or complete it ourselves. I do believe that somebody like Michael Phelps has been put into a place where he's so bored. Once he's in his 40s, what's he going to be doing? Swimming! I mean, I'm, the no, thing about swimming, swimming the thing about the sport of swimming is you just do it your entire life because no, you're in you're water and you're swimming. No, he loves to swim. He's like a little he, fish. He he's hates a shark. to swim. He's like a shark. <laughs> if he stops swimming, he stops breathing. He needs it. And also, when it comes to Tiger Woods, he had an affair. It wasn't a true crime story. We wouldn't have covered that. I will put it this way, though. If he could have. He would have killed his wife. I don't think you can even spread those kinds of lies. I can't. I can't. Tiger, I can say whatever Tiger I want. is Tiger is on a comeback, by the way, and I'm rooting he for is. the I'm but, I'm saying, for but it took a long time. It did take because a long he couldn't time. squirt anymore. No, it wasn't. You couldn't because, get the squirt out. What? Squirt it, was in between no, him and his golfing. It was not. Uh, what? No. It's because yes. it is because his image was so squeaky clean. Yes. Which is always a mistake. Never make your image squeaky clean because no Never. one is squeaky clean. We're all human beings. And that's why he had such a big fall because they're like, I can't believe it. And it's like, he's just a person. He made a couple mistakes, but it was, uh, you know. There is something to be said about starting your image wholesome and then going dark and then starting dark and going wholesome because corn just released their own line of coffee. <laughs> see, see, this is the kind of no, shit under- that's why- about positioning yourself. You no, have I to, know. when you are entering a life of the public eye, you understand you're in, you're going to be embodying a persona. You're going to be embodying a, a thing. And so with Tiger Woods, he made himself super squeaky clean. Well, he Nike was begging did. for the fucking balloon to be popped. I, I so feel what you're free. saying is actually correct, Kissel. And the idea is that we are all people. We are naturally flawed. And yes, sometimes I'm going to be deflecting a dropkick from Shaggy 2 Dope. Sure. But also, sometimes I'm going to be showing you just how delicious this carefully selected batch of Ethiopian roasted beans mm. are from the delicate hands of Fred Durst. And, you know, like, that's... Well. Th- th- you're allowed to do that because we all now know that Fred Durst is a complicated rainbow of a person. I know that. And, of course, the coffee industry is a little bit corrupt as well. A lot of mirrors <laughs> happen within... <laughs> There's the, a lot of mirrors. The battle of the beans. People are very caffeinated. Are. But another good example of that, oh, he's so nasty and gross. Howard Stern, who is now on, what is it, America's Got Talent? Yeah, exactly. like That is just wholesome enough for or, or again, the, the opposite, Jimmy Savile, going, like, starting extremely light. Ooh, and then let's not even talk about that, man. Well, he didn't, well, he, molesting the children wasn't a career move. It was his hobby. <laughs> it was his and whole part- life. Anyway, let's not, all right, I got a story here. Good gracious. <laughs> this I is- just say it's important to remember to be careful who you pretend to be, all right? Because we are who we pretend to be. I just want to show one day in the future where I just want to, I don't even know what, but I want it to be 100%. I don't even know. You can't be too wholesome. Food you related. Show I just want words, food. You sipping Bud Light with a Pomeranian on your knee and telling and reading the weather. And I think Honestly, that's actually a that story you should position yourself right so that that is the thing so now you know what you have to do tomorrow is rent a car and you need to leave it in the middle of the washington bridge <laughs> like you need to have one of those epic style meltdowns and then you flip it with the healing path of, of benjamin kissel and it's you with like you know hair dyed blonde you're in like you're yes. in a spa 
I would love that. And of course, the weather's very interesting. We're going to be underwater in 2050. All right. Drunk birds. This is a story. Drunk birds. That's true. Perhaps. See, this is what you want to cover. Yes. It's just. This is what, honestly, this is what I want to cover. All right. So this is a story. Uh, It comes out of our uh, wonderful state of Minnesota. Hello. Go, go. uh, I can't say it. Go pack. Go. I was going to say go Vikings, but I can't even do it. I like how your pandering can't go that far. No, I can't do it. Um, so this story, the headline is, Drunk birds are causing havoc in a Minnesota town, but please say they'll sober up soon. It's a uh, police in Gilbert, Minnesota, are warning residents about a youthful group of residents unable to handle their alcohol. They're not teenagers. Nope, they're a local bird population. This is according to Police Chief Ty Tecker, or Ty Tetcher. He says, the Gilbert Police Department has received several reports of birds that appear to be under the influence under the influence, flying into windows, cars, and acting confused. In early frost meant that the berries... So why is this happening? In early frost meant that the berries had fermented earlier than usual, he explained. Hell yeah. And the birds were eating them and getting drunk. So basically, they're getting slammed off of Pruno. Well, they're just getting yeah, hammered. sangria. Right. So it's... I, I, I mean, well, it's a great story. It is a great story. My question story. Is, is that what else do the birds do besides just flopping around? That's the good question, Henry. Incidents around town involving intoxicated birds appear to be more prevalent than in past years, which I didn't realize they were prevalent at all. At all. I, I, I yeah, guess it's I a thing. Fucking clue. I guess the birds in Gilbert, Minnesota, they've always been very dangerous, apparently, because many have not migrated south. So because it's warm in Minnesota, and I was just there a couple of weeks ago. It wasn't that warm, but I guess it's warmer than usual. They're it's just warm for them. Out. It's warm for them. So it's like 35 degrees. Uh, so they're just chilling out there being like, oh, what are we already in Florida? It's like, no, you're not in Florida. You got to get out of Minnesota. So this is according, again, to um, what's happening. This is according to uh, Tecker. It appears that some birds are getting a little bit more tipsy than normal, which, again, I did not realize they got drunk at all. He wrote, generally, younger birds' livers can't handle the toxins as officially as more mature birds. He concluded, there is no need to call law enforcement about these birds, as they should sober up within a short period of time. Can you are imagine? Are they really calling the cops on the birds? <laughs> I guess so. Which is like, why are you calling the police? What is that? What is that nine one one call? What are you? Using? There, are, there is a sparrow outside <laughs> making what I can only assume are inebriated bird noises. <laughs> is it gonna rape my father? My father's an old man. I um saw a video today that was a bunch of people on a boat. And then a big whale came near the boat and scared them to the point where the woman on board called the police to say the that whale? the whale was too close to the boat. You know what? The Oh, my God. People need to stop calling the police basically for anything unless you walk into your home and you find your mother dead. And then you, you say, OK, I got to call the police here so they can come and figure out what the heck happened. Other than that, never call the police. I don't understand this obsession of calling 911. What are they going to do? I try to never call nine one one unless I'm lonely. Well, but when you're just yeah. out there, what does the what's the cop gonna do to the whale? Is he gonna jump on the whale? He's shoot he it! Shoot the, he's gonna shoot it. He's just gonna shoot it, and then the cop will be like, <laughs> "Another job well done." I mean, what yeah. the hell do you want him to do? <laughs> yeah, so, you no, know, that's about shooting the whale. It ain't man. 
so I don't go to jail no more. He no. <laughs> go to jail if he does it to a man, too. So according to some residents on Facebook, they say this is according to one little Facebook comment. He says, this explains why I have hit seven birds with my car this week. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Seven birds in a week. Jesus I would Christ. honestly just feel like, am I the devil? Am I being hunted? Am I in Suspiria? Like, what's going on here? Is this a Hitchcock Every- film? day you're on your way to work you're like oh and then you have to scrape <laughs> sparrows <laughs> off your grill like all their spattered guts all over the fucking your this- lights and shit all hard and stuff you're like haven't explained to your daughter what death is in terms of groups of birds <laughs> being massacred by your car so this apparently this facebook thread really went on for quite a while one yes. person wrote i was going to say something but i thought i was crazy This has been happening to me. Seriously, two birds dove into my windshield, both on the way to work and on the way home. I was wondering what was going on. That is honestly, it is truly horrifying. You're just driving your car. You got birds attacking your windshield. Four in one day and seven in one week. That's a hell of a lot of birds to be hitting your car. I, you know what, yeah, upon reframing it, it is true. Because you know what it does sound like? It sounds like the birds. Yes. Or it sounds like the movie, the fucking The Crazies or some shit. Yes. It sounds like everybody is in a very, uh, like everything's going insane, which has got to be very, very scary for everyone. The police statement ended with a suggestion that the residents of the small northern Minnesota town call. So they are requesting they call if they see, quote, angry birds laughing and giggling uncontrollably okay. so now and they're appearing to be happy. I think so, yeah. Or Tweety acting as if 10 feet tall and getting into confrontations with cats. So, yes, I think the cops, and this is a pet peeve of mine, when cops put on their comedy cap and they start using humor uh, because, again, they are an extension. They're basically militarized at this point, and uh, they can just shoot your entire family. They really just not very funny. No no punishment at all. No, that's why if uh, if you see a comedian on stage with like an AR-15, it's going to hurt the jokes. Just I don't like funny cops. No. I don't like funny dentists. No. And I don't like, uh, you know, I, I, uh, you it's just what, a fucking. I'm going to say, I, I could go with the funny dentist. Dr. No. Giggles, Dr. Giggles gave the dentist a bad rap when it comes to their, no. hu- when it comes to their humor. But uh, sometimes you're sitting there. And a, a dentist can really hit you with a funny one. And, no, and that's, they're never that's funny. kind of fun. They're literally never funny. If, if a dentist <laughs> wants to be, like, interesting, they should, like, ride a longboard to work. They shouldn't make jokes. Cool dentist. No, no, I don't want to. Yeah, or they, if you're renting a scooter. To go be a dentist, that one of these disposable scooters, you should not be working on on human bodies. You should not be right. a you should not be a fucking doctor. Honestly, um, what I want in my police officers, the personality I want is the main protagonist in Westworld, the robot cowboy. But I want him before he changes. I want a yes, ma'am, yes, sir. I want a collegial, nice cop who is always just out there looking for the you know good what? of the people, looking out for the good of the people. I we have a lot of cops who listen to the show. I th- I it's not that I don't think cops can be funny. It's hard when you're it's it's not on a person to person basis. It's when right. the top brass is making posts that are jokes. Right. It's being like, what happens if your fucking daughter gets killed by a drunk bird? What are you oh gonna do then, my. cops? Yeah. What right. are you gonna do then? Okay. But of course, yeah. You want to go to a cop bar, get hammered with some cops. You'll hear some funny right. stories. Well, oh. have you have you guys seen the staircase on Netflix? No, I haven't watched that one. Okay. Yet. Well. 
bird related. Anyway. Is it really? The, the one I, can't, thing, I can't say too much because the people will get pissed off. The one there is a bird Netflix. section. Okay. The one thing with Netflix and the staircase, I'm looking at it. What is it? 12 episodes? I just feel like I'm staring down at like a marathon. And it's, I don't know why Netflix is just like, let's make it 55 hours long. Like nothing has to be that long. Get to it. A very shocking it, reveal. Okay. Oh, yes. That's what elongates it. It's a very shocking reveal, but it's a lot of fucking content. Right. It does get to a point where just like, what am I watching? And the whole episodes are just court footage. And between doing West Memphis 3, it was between West Memphis 3 and doing Casey Anthony, watching all that court footage makes me want to pluck my fucking eyeballs out. Right. I, I don't know how lawyers do it. I don't know how lawyers do it. I don't know how jurors do it. It's like, I, I, I don't know what I did. It's, it's too much. It's, well, it's very droning. The jurors do it because if they mess up, they go to jail for uh, contempt of court. Wait till you even try to get me on a jury. I'm going to have some controversial views. So what we have here All right. is this next story, I think, is very uh, – we're back to what we've, we normally cover. 90-year-old, yes, 90-year-old San Jose man denies killing his stepdaughter, but police say her Fitbit right. tells another story. This is a really interesting story. Again, 90-year-old. You don't really hear, is this the oldest person that we've ever discussed when it comes to a random murder? I guess not so random. It is his stepdaughter. But my I'm God, that's crazy. Yep. So apparently on, um, it would seem to be, where does the date? He visited his stepdaughter. He's nine years old. He visited his 67-year-old stepdaughter on September 8th hmm. when he made a roughly 15-minute visit. Around 3 p.m. Okay. Um, and he said that he was dropping off fresh made biscotti and pizza, which is oh, nice. So he made some nice biscotti, which honestly, is actually really difficult to make. That's a double is, bake. It is really difficult to make and super good. But what I'm going to say to this, Henry, too good to be true. Too good to be true. You're telling me this guy is such a saint. He's like, I am such a good man. I got pizza, which is incredible. And then biscotti, fresh biscotti. I tell you like, what it t- it does it does mean a type of person if you go all the way to make fresh made biscotti and then you stab your stepdaughter to death oof. because when it when they when police arrived sometime in that fifteen minute window they found her body she had been stabbed in the neck and stabbed all over her head multiple mm. times and had the knife still in she had a knife in her place in her hand and pizza was everywhere what? which is also um, I'm afraid the way you will be found Kissel. Full of, oh honestly yeah it'll be it'll be similar to uh the autopsy photos of Chris Farley but instead of a huge heroin bubble coming out of my mouth it will just be a little piece of pepperoni. Mutsadel. Mut oh yes oh that would be good. I did think that you were you were going to say he stabbed her with the stiff biscotti. I no, mean, it's a fresh biscotti. It's, it's, it's fresh. It's too stiff. You wanted to have give you want it to have a little bit of give, yes. but it's also nice. Ooh, when you dip it in a nice coffee, oh you get gosh. a nice little cappuccino. Don't and you even. just like slip it in there. And you get a little soft and mm, snap it off there. Nice almond biscuit. I love See, it so much. I'm, this is what I want to do. Kathy Corner. The, I just want to talk about. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yes. Anyway, so, but, but what happened was it, it wasn't this woman getting stabbed to death. It wasn't exactly right away. The cops, uh, they didn't find her body for a couple of days. Her neighbors are like, where is she? And so the cops go in there and they're like, what the heck happened here? Something went horribly wrong, obviously. They check out her Fitbit. And this is what's so fascinating about these devices we're all wearing. They met, they monitor everything 
uh, that's going on inside of our bodies. See, and the way they're positioning the story is they're like, thanks to Fitbit mm-hmm. that this man was caught using surveillance cameras to locate his car to drive. When they they tracked him, the, he arrived at the the Navarra's Parkway at 312 and left at 3.33 p.m. They saw it all on cameras as that then according to her Fitbit, mm. the heart rate rapidly increased at 320 okay. and then completely uh, abated at 328. Can we right. say? Can we just at least say what the maybe the original reason for the spike was a bite of fresh biscotti? Oh, was, I mean, when maybe you see that pizza, ooh. that fresh made pizza, open up. I oh, my ooh. heart goes a bit better. And what if she just my dropped out of a heart attack? Yeah. And he's just like, I can't let anybody know that my fresh biscotti is killing everybody. It's gonna <laughs> my, ruin my biscotti business. And so then he stabs her dead body oh. multiple times and frames it as a frantic suicide. Um, but what I don't like about the positioning of this story is it's the same thing as the story when they said that they used the Alexa as uh, evidence in court. Well, it's the praising oh, of yes. Fitbit and the Alexa. It's right. the way they frame the story as you see the constant monitoring of people. That's what allows us to not commit crimes or catch the bad guys. And right. so it keeps us kind of constant state of as long as I'm not guilty of everything, uh, as long as I'm not guilty of anything, what does it matter that I'm constantly surveilled 24-7, yep. which is a thing that's happening in China right now with the social credit system, which is the more and more I read into, mm-hmm. the more and more like they're getting all of these social rewards and social punishments for doing uh, things that are against the state or against other people or down to like littering, down to smoking and non-smoking areas. But then they're not allowed to fly. They're not allowed to get into certain universities. They're not allowed to get certain jobs. But they don't know how they're monitoring it, which means it's a combo of the phone, CCTV, uh, devices in your own home that are turning itself into a gigantic big brother where in China it is becoming 1984 and the United States it's becoming the brave new world where we are just policing ourselves using the gadgets that we're purchasing uh, in order to uh, make our lives quote unquote easier, which they do. Kind of. But also. I mean, honestly, you know, does the Fitbit really make your life easier? It, it doesn't. It, who cares? Yeah, I agree. And we should do a deeper dive on that. There's a great article. What's it called? No no Dark Places? No shadow, no shadowy crevices, which is actually also <laughs> a part of but my yes. nude shoot. That's actually what I would call oh, my first nude God. shoot for Playgirl Magazine. All right. Yes, that story on China. We'll do a deeper dive maybe in the next episode on that um, because it is really – it's a horrifying situation. And it's interesting how people are just volunteering to give up all of their freedoms because it's a Fitbit or because it's a smartwatch. And again, there's a great book, Three Felonies a Day. You don't even know how many crimes you're committing. The crime uh, statutes are so broad and so vague, they can get you for anything, including resisting arrest, which is literally just them arresting you for nothing, and then you try to resist, and now you're arrested for a resisting arrest. They just create a problem. They create a crime. Anyway, that's all. That's why I just hold my knees. That's very good. Okay. I hold my knees. And so what they're saying is, so they... To come back to the case, they went. They uh, found bloody clothes at his home. Okay. Um. His last name. What I do like is that he is. His last name is. Uh, his his name is Anthony Aiello. Right. I wonder if he's r- distantly related to Danny Aiello. I don't know. I met Danny Aiello one time. He called me Hollywood. He was very, very nice. He had a comedy club in in uh, Hoboken, New Jersey. That's right. That's yes. right. He did. Yes, he he did. did. Well, so apparently they found. Um, 
Uh, they found bloody clothes at the Aiello home. Okay. He's 90. And they said uh, they, they, he's told that the deposit of blood on his clothes were not localized in one area and were consistent with a splatter. Mm. Aiello indicated that he might have cut his hand and shaken it while he was wearing one of those shirts because he <laughs> says he, quote, unquote, cuts himself all the time. So is he going through a goth phase at 90? What's happening exactly? Also, dude, that's a great way. Even if you didn't commit this murder, you're going to the home. You can't cut yourself all the time. You obviously shouldn't be living alone if you are. Well, I, all I know is that he either got confused and he murdered his stepdaughter uh. or there was I don't want to like God knows what the hell. I mean, I mean, technically, he is innocent until proven guilty. So sure. I have no clue what he's done. It does seem to be there's a lot of evidence <laughs> pointing his way towards him mur- murdering his daughter. He contends that there was somebody else in the house. Okay. I mean, honestly, that was what struck me in the story. 90 years old. Again, I, I haven't really heard of a 90-year-old being able to pull off a really graphic, brutal stabbing like that. But I guess you never know uh, what you know people what? are capable of. Uh, fairy tales could come true. It can happen to you. If you're young at heart. <laughs> I had a dream with you singing in it last night. Isn't that weird? All right. Weird. So, yeah. All right. We got one more story. Now, this one, this is in the Henry Zabrowski world Yay. of uf- ufology. It's ufology, I believe. A, uh, yes, it is. So we'll get, we'll get a lot of insight here. I know Henry has a lot to say about this. Basically, uh, a UFO was spotted over Myrtle Beach, and onlookers were disturbed, but I'm also sure a lot of onlookers, if I know Myrtle Beach the way I know I know Myrtle Beach, were pretty hammered and absolutely loved it. Yes, it does seem to be the videos of this UFO. It's a lot of people going, woo, they're up there, y'all. Woo, woo, woo. And it's a, it's pretty wonderful. Uh, it's pretty wonderful footage because yes. the lightning is going. It's very right? spooky dookie. It's all over Myrtle Beach on uh, uh, this so the video was taken on August 5th, but it was only uploaded on August, on October 4th. Yeah, I know. Why do, you, later. why do you sit on it for so long? I just feel like it must be an older... Because you don't... They submitted to the video to MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network, and a part uh, of the reason why people don't report is because they're not taken seriously. Okay, so the mysterious lights, they were spotted over Myrtle Beach in South Carolina. This, again, was in August. Now, it raises questions about where the lights came from and what the hell were they doing up there. They're pretty spooky dookie, man. They are, so if you get a chance, again, go in there and check it out on YouTube. It's UFO sighting filmed in Myrtle Beach. So now, how would you describe uh, what people are going to be looking at if they haven't seen it yet? What kind of UFO is this? Orbs. This is an orb. These are orbs. They look at their, they're floating in the sky. They don't look like shit. I tell you what, I don't know what the hell it is. I mean, like, again, I haven't done my shadow hours yet because technically <laughs> they could be, uh, what they always say is that it's ball lightning. Okay. And when I look at them, they don't look like ball lightning. They look like what they would maybe be, maybe be reflective things in the sky, which maybe could be swept up by the storm. But normally, ugh. Normally, when you see the normally when you see uh, things reflecting in the sky, it has sort of like a blink, blink. Like mm-hmm. you could see the light catch it. Like when you swift it, but you're watching this five objects in the sky sort of hover like they're on strings. Right. Like the original uh, where Kenneth Arnold when Kenneth Arnold first saw a UFO and where the term flying saucer came from is the sort of wobbly 
aspect. The way yeah, they like, sort of hover in the sky like they're they're hanging. Yeah, like bad Ed Wood props from an Ed Wood film. Yes, but they are weird incandescent lights that are floating between the storm clouds. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to give it a dope with a capital D and I'm loving it. Whoa, and I'm loving it and a dope with a capital D. That's kind of fun. Dare I say the person. Now, this is funny. This person was anonymous. They do not want to be known. As Henry said, they probably just don't want to deal with being called a, a whack job or something. But this is according to what the person wrote on a website. He said, taking pictures, in, or, or she, I don't even know, taking pictures and in, in time lapse of incoming storm. They were taking pictures and time lapse of the incoming storm. I was taking the pictures off the edge of a long pier after dark, so there were no reflections reflective surfaces around i did not notice the objects until i returned home and checked the photograph and video so that's pretty fun if you check it out and then you're like that's like when you see a a a haunt uh, a haunting image in the back or a ghost yeah that's pretty cool that's the kind of shit i like when you look at you're like what the fuck is that shit except i still haven't seen anything but i think there's a lot of complaints that a lot of ufo sightings are going down and you know what i'm going to attribute that to what People not looking up from their phones. Really? You need to look at the sky. Because everyone wants to say, like, yeah, maybe that makes me an old fucking crank. Maybe I sound like an old man shifting around, wishing things were the ways they were, which a bunch of little boys in the street selling pipes and hitting a circle with a stick. And that was when when things were, that was what was fun then. The the decade... the the time of the newsy. I don't think you were alive during that time. I the saw the newsies. polio and stuff like that. Oh, the polio's saw- back on the rise because no one's vaccinated anymore. But back when Santa Fe was a place people wanted to go. Ah, oh. you know. And uh, nowadays, no, everyone's glued to the bit boops, sitting right. there doing the click of the clocks, getting their likes and their hearts and whatnot. Right, when it should be looking up to the sky, scanning the sky, seeing the stories that were told by the heavens to the Native Americans. You do, and I love that. I love Native American lore, and they're they are right about spirituality. We need to get back to the earth. Okay, I love corn. I love, love tents. I love the idea of praising the animals and i love the idea of praising the spirits and things like that i, li- I like the native american lore quite a mu- quite a bit you know what's nice a yurt yep don't know if what you it got is. a good one. Oh yes is that a tent it's a big tent cool i do like those i will say <laughs> I um yes i i don't know what's going on uh, stop looking down uh, but i will also say don't just look up look straight too i can't even tell you how many people just they just run into me and I'm like the softest wall, so they're like, yes. thank you. They're like, oh. Yeah, like, I'm like, yes, like well, they're in an, just... an insane asylum. Right. So just kind of look every now and again. I find Has my, Brooke I ever told you that your body is like the wall of an insane asylum? <laughs> no, but I think that's uh, – it's, it's mildly offensive. It's something I could work on, but it's also cozy. So We're I, all soft. Yeah. I like being soft. Yeah, you gotta like, be soft. Yeah, you gonna be all bod. rigid? No, I don't care. I don't. Or Shannon Tatum's got a little head anyway. I don't. I don't want that kind of body. You want to work? Shannon Tatum lives in a world of misery. Okay, we're gonna just say this right now. If you look at the Mark Wahlberg schedule, they get up at three o'clock in the morning to work out. Yeah. All right, and yeah, they look good, and yeah, they have millions of dollars, and yeah, they're super famous, and yeah, they stick their wick into every gaping piece and everywhere, every town they drift into. Well, but are they happy? They no. I don't. I don't know if they're happy. I. It wouldn't make me very happy. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I like a book. I like a good book. 
just a good documentary. You know, just give me a good doc. I'll do a The Dispossessed by Ursula K. Le Guin. And people have already said that I was I was simplifying the last time I was talking about it. And it's true. I do barely understand it. But I will say a true anarchic society takes intense responsibility. Okay. Yes. And of course, it's not actually a plausible thing because someone will want power. Oh, but you got to be ever vigilant. That's what the whole point of the society is, is that constant vigilance is very difficult to maintain that type of equality. Well, it just seems like there's other things to do in the world. Well, yeah, there's a lot of things to do in the world. We we would not be technically be able to work in that world of anarchism because we are we work upon the largesse of others. Actually, opposite. We are we are truly just jesters. We're troubadours that only live upon the favor of our fans. I want to say so. thank you for the fact that you're even here listening to us. Yes, we love you very much. Um, all right. So yes. So that video. Check out that video. UFO, UFO sighting filmed. In Myrtle Beach, uh, compelling stuff. And yeah, keep on looking up to the skies. You know, we have some people, sometimes people will come up to us and they might say something a little bit creepy about, oh, I want to get on your show. If you want to make it on the show, find a UFO. Just remember that it kind of rhymes. If you want to make it on the show, find a UFO. Find a UFO. You send that in. We will talk about that. We will show that. We will blast it on our live stream, which can we announce is coming back soon. Yes, live stream is coming back yes. the uh, week of Halloween. We're coming back the Tuesday before Halloween. So if you have any UFO footage, shoot it our way. We'll play it on the Adult Swim live stream for you. That'll be Tuesdays at 8 p.m. I cannot wait to start that show again. We've missed talking to you so much. Um, and, cannot uh, wait. We'll show. And also, um, we will be recording for our Creepypasta episodes. Remember... Email. We're going to be doing this on October 23rd. Okay. We're going to be recording. So we need these things as soon as you can get them, and we need them short. We need them like we're looking between a minute to, to three minutes. Read. Yeah. And to send all of your creepiest shit to Side Stories, L P O T L. Again, that's Side Stories. L-P-O-T-L at gmail.com. Yes, we cannot wait to read your stories. Um, awesome. Well, those were kind of some fun stories of the news. Uh, those are kind of some fun true crime stories uh, in the news this week. And uh, we uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, anything else we want to plug here? I don't know. I think we're pretty um, good. Keep on supporting all the shows I'm, here. I'm pretty network. good. I tell you what, there hasn't been more slime. The, the slime good. has stopped, but I joined the neighborhood app of Nextdoor. I changed it because you can do you can join. It's you like a neighborhood. You just talked community. about not wanting to be part of the 1984 problem. I the only Next door joined is it because literally- I wanted to see. I wanted to see if other people had was going was looking into the slime. Two posts about slime. Two, you. But now you are part. I'm just. I deleted say, it immediately. I just wanted to know I was correct. Okay. All right, be careful. People ratting out their neighbors. Loud music over here. Is that a satanic cult over there? What's happening? You mess with the bull, you get the horns. You come over here, you want to stop me watching movies about women screaming all night long? Well, you're going to have to find out what actually is happening Well, when in that the apartment. police bust down your door and pop you in the head, and they'll have to kill Wendy, too, because no, Wendy no, will no. attack what them. What I do is I immediately shift into entertaining <laughs> and once they come in the door, then it's been like, oh, Mr. Office, I can't believe. It's just like, got to catch that train. I do all of the, the music maker. <laughs> the music man? You're going to do that. You're just going to sing some music man songs. I do the music man. Maybe talk about Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, okay. 
Oh, well, I hope that works. I hope that works. Uh, I don't know. All, all right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Enjoy all the shows here on the Last Podcast Network. Thanks for all the support for uh, Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, the political show uh, that I do with Marcus Pox, and occasionally Travis as well. Yes. Um, you guys yeah. have been really hail, wonderful there. So hail, hail yourselves. Satan. Yeah. Live, love, and line. I'm trying to get mean? back into my Australian accent. No, right? I line. honestly. Li- live, live, line. And I, out of all of the accents that you've done, and you know, I always love your work. Life. I think you're very talented. The, uh, the Australian Life. accent does seem to be the most controversial in the sense that people don't believe it sounds Australian. Effective. <laughs> I was like, there's a couple of words I try to use to get back into. It's like, effective, in line, li- like, foul, foul. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think when I'm we not go from there, Australia. If we ever, well, we know that if we go there next year, which would be an awesome thing. I think by the end like, of the trip, you'll have it. You'll have it down pat. You'll you'll know it. It's just like I can do any time they ski for ye today. Ah, fuck! I had it for a while. <laughs> I had it the other day. All right, everyone, hail yourselves. Hail me. See you soon. Triple L, everybody. Triple L, magustalations. You dirty oars. Oh my goodness! Leave everyone alone. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. It's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. As soon as I wake up, and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. It's the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs who are looking to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for a creative way to increase revenue and give your family and friends the holiday treats they deserve, then you need to get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. If I needed to give a class on digging holes, I'd do it. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand. Upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills. And tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or you can sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income. 
with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash left.